0: Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at the That That bit's important.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at ByHeart.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care, PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss weight loss. That's plushcare.com weightloss weight loss.
0: This is a podcast from The Bugle. Welcome to Catharsis, the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong or repressed emotions. I'm Tiff Stevenson, full-time comedian, part-time, massively unqualified therapist for this podcast only. Each week I talk to a guest about small things that are pet peeves and big things that maybe need release. Do I mean release or relief? Why do they both sound like a happy ending? We also dive into a topical gripe and a historical beef to see if we can provide some insight and much-needed catharsis. You can really sweat the small stuff with me. This week, I'm raging about the phrase, speaking as a mother. I don't have kids, but I have started opening all of my conversations with speaking as a mother. I find it gives me a sense of moral superiority for whatever bullshit opinion I'm about to spill forth, especially if it has nothing to do with having kids. That's my favourite. You know, like, speaking as a mother, I don't think we should do a trade deal with China. Speaking as a mother, don't wear tartan in the summer, people will try and picnic on you. Speaking as a mother, I don't like it when women prefix their statements with reductive language that essentially separates us into breeders and non-breeders. Just speaking as a mother. They also say that sharing is caring, a problem shared is a problem halved, and that happiness is only real when shared. So it's my role to help someone nice, someone funny, get something off their chest. As we pursue catharsis this week, I'm delighted to be joined by actor, stand-up, raconteur, excellent
2: human, Janine Garofalo. Oh, thank you. Speaking as a mother and a Jew. Now, <laughs> boo, cancel. I, I just canceled myself. Hashtag pound sign tic-tac-toe Before, let me make this clear. In the States... If you're going to discuss politics, you play the speaking as a mother card and as a Jew, and you are allowed to say many, many things. But if you were to say, I have no children, and, and as a Palestinian, you cannot say <laughs> anything in the world. You're not allowed to say anything. And uh, so I would say, but also uh, Mommy Blogs. There is, here at the Edinburgh Festival, a great many shows about having a baby— as if it's never been done before. <laughs> it is,
0: These are the first people in the history of the world to have a well, baby. I mean?
2: understand people want to stress themselves. I'm sure it's very, very, you know, there are things to say. But the, the issue, and it's not just at the Edinburgh Festival, but in life, many people uh, sometimes they will say, oh, I, I, I realize it's not all about me. It took you this long. It took you this long <laughs> to understand that it's not all about you, quote unquote, having this child. You know what I mean? Like I would think one would hope you knew that prior to this, but it's um, it's just one of those things where it's a miracle I get on a par with an episode of Law and Order. Happens every day. (laughs) Happens every day.
0: Several hundred times a day. You know what I mean? I did a show about being a stepmom because I was like,
2: I don't Um, think I've ever seen anyone actually. I haven't talk about that. There's been a movie called The Stepmom
0: with Julia Roberts. With Julia
2: Roberts, which was originally titled Good Night Moon, a far better title.
0: Uh, and, stepmom, and she had the temerity to want a career. What a bitch! Well, you know, it's like that Anne Boleyn. <laughs> Funny, you should mention. Well, we'll come. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to Anne Boleyn. I'm going to ask you. I think I've got there at the top. What your um, one of your beefs is, or one of your gripes, and and this is the section of the show I like to call "Old Grudges." <laughs> So this is where we attempt to feed uh, our guests some gripe water so they can digest an old piece of anger. Hmm. So if you had either a work or a college or something, a situation where you were like, God, I, I feel like I was in the right here and I feel like I need to get this off my chest. I guess it would have
2: to do with a couple of series that I was on years ago. I was painted as a, an extremely difficult person because the, the quality of the writing, I felt, could be so much better better. I would see on set, you know, you can treat people badly, you can throw fits and not come out of your trailer, you could, not that a lot of people yes. do that, it's, it's mythologized that yes. that uh, actors are the worst humans in the world. It's case by case. It's like, you know, there's good and bad in every profession and every walk of humanity. But if you say anything about the writing, even if you've been asked, one of the shows was called Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce and another was a spinoff of Criminal Minds called Criminal Minds Suspect Behavior. Now, we had great casts, great crews, and you're there a 1000000000 D hours anyway. And I feel like, you know, we're here anyway, and we're all so motivated. You know, why don't we make this bad? good? I am difficult if you're a hack, I suppose. I would say in well, life. If you're not a hack, then then I guess you wouldn't find me difficult. The key thing that I'm picking up from this is the... Come in
0: and tell us your thoughts. Do not ask mm-hmm. for the thoughts if you do not want the thoughts,
2: if you only want positive reinforcement. Well, they didn't really want you to come in at all. Like that, it was one of those things said at the kickoff of the show please come by the writer's room. Because the, both setups of the shows, the writer's rooms, were, were right basically where the dressing room, everything. It's like kind of right. a contained thing, which right. is a frequently a very nice way to do a show because you have contact and collaboration. But neither show was interested in any way, shape, or form. They did not mean it. Because I thought, you know, it, it's nice to have this investment. Like, I can't believe that we've been invited to, to do this, and um, this makes it twice as interesting to me. Because I had my doubts about both shows, but I thought this is this could be interesting. And like I said, fantastic cast, great crew, everybody's very nice. But what I found in both, they were network dinosaur type shows that are very top heavy and just making sausage it 's not about doing quality television you just make yeah sausage, but I felt both could be well here 's
0: the thing there are there are huge juggernaut shows which are massive hits mm-hmm. that i am i'm fans of. And then recently I've seen sort of storylines where people are trying to be a bit more socially conscious in these sort of shows. Mm -hmm. But it's done in such a clunky way Mm -hmm. that I'm like, please do this with finesse. Plant seeds for these Mm storylines, at least in earlier episodes.
2: You can tell when a production is of quality and when it isn't. and You can tell when productions are just top-heavy. Making sausage and everybody's just working there because they can't carry, they can barely carry their mortgage. You know, I mean, they've been working here for years, and nobody's going to rock the boat. And with a a franchise like Criminal Minds, you do not spin off or no, you do not suggest that it's not as great as perhaps it could be. Now, maybe you could if you're Forrest Whitaker. I played Forrest Whitaker's partner. Now, if he chose to to say, because I think he wasn't thrilled with some of the stuff, but he is much more easygoing, I suppose, than me. Now, he probably could have gone yes. to the writer's room, and they they wouldn't like it, but they'd, of course, abide it. But if you are a person who doesn't have the kind of sustained career success or prestige that a Forrest Whitaker does, and quite rightly he does, you do not go to the ri- And right. I guess I was supposed to know that, right. and I, I didn't on both shows. And then it comes to a point where... Uh, I'm not diplomatic anymore because I would like to leave because there's plenty of other actors who need this job. They have children, they have mortgages, yeah. and they don't have particularly discerning... taste. They're not interested in seeing if, if text could be better. They're just working, want to work.
0: But also you create your own stuff as well. So there's a huge difference between there are actors who I know and who I'm good friends with. You know, I act as well. So I, I totally get this as a as a thing. When you create your own work, and which you do, and you do stand up, you have a point where you go, if if something is not artistically satisfying or fulfilling to me, I don't need to stay because I could just go create my own thing. And it's
2: hard to convey that. And I've also found over the years that the more um, talented the writer, the more open they are to collaboration. Now, they don't have to take your ideas, but they understand that when people feel invested, that it's better better for everyone. And the more uncreative the writer, the less inclined they are. The ego gets bruised very easily. And that seems to be the way it is. But I should know better than to be on, like, network dinosaur shows. But the <laughs> thing is, sometimes you just want to work, and it's not like yeah, I have people banging down my door for work. You know, you, you always hope for the best. And like I said, the casts were very good. And um, I always enjoy the crew on any shows. And then there's plenty of shows where I wouldn't say a word. I love the text. It's great. You know yes. what I mean? There's not one thing. So... That's what I mean by I guess if you're a hack, you'd find me quite difficult. <laughs> um, but like I said, that's hacks the one thing stay away you from can't Janine. Do well, they wouldn't see themselves as hacks, right? They right. Just no one does think yes. that I'm an asshole. There's plenty of people I'm sure that would say, "No, you're just an asshole." But uh, I would say I would be more likely to agree with you if I could see that you weren't upset by some of the behavior of some of the other people on this who never say anything about the writing, but they are really behaving quite badly, and you seem fine with it. You know what I mean? So I I am suspicious of the label of asshole. But there's nothing more powerful than a fixed idea. Once it is established that you are difficult, that label stays with you, especially, again, if you do not have sustained career success... And gender sometimes plays a role in the sense of catharsis from this. I guess what we can take. I from will it. never have catharsis from this. This is my catharsis. <laughs> I guess there will never be. Uh, it, this is the only catharsis, and I know that it seems very selfish and narcissistic. No, you can express um, it. I am the... expressing it, be, but this will never be fixed. There are people to this day, because you run, you know, you run into it, who have. I think actively suggested I not be hired for things. Because people will ask other people. That's understandable, too. Like, I was thinking of using so-and-so for this. What was your experience with them? And unfortunately, they might ask on these couple of shows where the experience was not good, and you always hope they're going to ask where you were like, this is the great. You know, Like I said, there's been some jobs where I never wanted it. I was recently on Younger and Billions. I never wanted it to end. The most fun, a well-oiled machine, everybody's great. Or it's like when I was on West Wing or Delocated, joy, everyday joy. Yes. But like any job, uh, some, sometimes you dread going to work and sometimes you absolutely can't wait to go to work. My lesson from that story is
0: when they say,
2: come in, give us your input. They Don't, don't do away, it. <laughs> they don't, don't do it. They or, don't always read Unless it. you're going to come in and say, this is great, wouldn't change a thing. Then but, do it, or <laughs> if you're very successful and power, if you are, use that power to uh, make a change. A, a very uh, desired commodity in the market. Yes. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. They will talk about you behind your back, but you will get away with it. Whereas, don't try you, and
0: fight the system from the middle,
2: right, or from lower than the middle. You're lucky to be here.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim?
0: So, the next section of the podcast is what we call topical cream. We apply
2: some balm to a stinging news story that's got you all het up. Failing the the complaints I have about conservative politics, domestically, internationally, yeah. transcending borders and eras, I would like to discuss the garbage strike. There is, a, as, as people know, a, a garbage strike that has been going on for, I guess, about the last 14 days or so. It has reached critical mass in this very beautiful city. And... I support the union as uh, I support collective bargaining and I want the union to get what they deserve. I want the people who work in sanitation, one of the most important jobs in the city uh, to, to get what they deserve. Now that's clearly not happening. And I feel everyone has a responsibility to this city who is in this city. It doesn't matter if you live here. It doesn't matter if you're here for a day, a month, a, whatever it is, we all have a responsibility both to the union and to the cleanliness of the street. And, uh, uh, Many people have been doing this, and myself included, getting garbage bags. You put them where you can to to make a dent, you know, some type of dent. And as I was telling you earlier, I have thought of bringing garbage bags to hand out at my shows, but I don't want people to think I'm being pedantic or bully. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, come on. You know what I mean? In, In that way. I feel if everybody... Takes an interest in this. There's, there's really this is a very serious issue and it's going to get exponentially worse. The busiest weekend starting now, yeah. And doesn't look like there's much movement unless I'm not aware of what's happening in the most recent news broadcast. Now, if it rains more, if the winds, if Billy Bragg keeps sending the winds
1: <laughs> from on high,
2: there's power in the union. He's singing. Billy Bragg is forcing you to take a side by sending the winds and the rain. But this is disease. This is a health issue. This is a social issue. Everybody needs to get involved. And there's plenty of garbage bags to buy. Yes. Or however you want to do it. We all
0: take a little piece or a little part of it on and say, because the streets are are strewn with, we already bring our own junk up here when we bring our flyers and our posters. And And I think people should
2: stop handing out flyers. It's irresponsible at this point. And I understand why they're doing it. Yeah. Stop doing it. Do
0: a big board of the show Um, and say this is the show. It is what
2: it is because people are dropping those flyers. There's yeah. nowhere to throw them unless you're carrying your own recycling bin or your own thing. And I know why the kids are doing it. They're handing out their flyers. They still have stacks. They want the last couple of days for people to come. I don't know if it's going to translate in people coming to your show. People are just dropping them and still trying to force them into to garbage cans. And if you have your own trash bag on you, carry it with you, tie it off at the end of the night, do what you can. Tie one it, off. Tie one off. Tie one is, off for the And That's not me being lascivious. I hope that, was that, does that have a double meaning? I know, meaning? I like the sound of it. Double tie one meaning. off. <laughs> yeah. Tie Meaning tie the
0: bag. Put, yeah. You know, yeah. Seal the bag. We're recording this in Leith, and it's mm-hmm. not quite as bad it's here It's not yet. bad, but it's bad. It's, it's bad. on its way. But actually, in the center of Edinburgh at the moment,
2: it is. In Old There's Townies. already rats about. There are rats, so. and there is diseases that will come with the rats. Then there's children um, playing in this garbage. There are people uh, not doing their due diligence, by. Keeping yeah. the cleanest, there's also canine and human Excrement. fecal matter. Right, it's, it's a the streets are beshitted like ancient Rome. That is <laughs> Be- a, a beshitted um, is a beautiful. Um, it's a function of that having the pandemic uh, that's affected cities already. The pandemic has created an issue, right? Now you add this to it, and you add the festival to it, and you add this garbage strike. That even if it were to end right now, the amount of time and effort it's going to take. To clean this up. This is a very, very serious issue. And it is upsetting to me that... And it's not just the visitors. There are locals who are playing their part in littering just as much. Uh, I can hear by the way they're speaking. Yes. And how they are shitting on the tourists that they are local.
0: I can't get my head around. And maybe I sound so old-fashioned. But the idea of just like dropping a piece of litter on the street... And there's
2: people do it without the strike, and that speaks volumes about them. You see it all the time. There are people everywhere you go around the world that will do that. That speaks to the flaws in their character, perhaps whatever they were shown growing up. Whatever it is, I've seen adults who should know better. I don't blame children if that's what they, you know what I mean? They should be corrected for it. If you see an adult, and you see it a lot in New York, and many of the cities I travel to, just drop it. Um, that, and the thing is, is, uh, unless you know Krav Maga, don't say anything, <laughs> uh, especially in the States, you'll get hit. You'll get shot in Glasgow. Don't say anything. Don't You're American. Anything. You'll get hit. Here's a good thing we can do. Uh, let's
0: catharsis this, right? So let's see what we can offer that are a- actual solutions. So a bag on a fence.
2: Buy garbage bags and try and get the ones that are of quality, like the bigger, like leaf bag, like the, yeah. Hefty, You know, the the ones big, that won't...
0: That hold stuff. That, that holds stuff.
2: Wet or dry. <laughs> Wet or dry. <laughs> yeah. Those go on the fences. The small, like, mini kitchen, tall kitchen bag, that is for you. Yes. Uh, that you would put in your backpack or in yeah. your personal... Whatever your... We're going to get some heavy-duty sacks out there. That goes for your your environment. You know, you put that outside, and then you yourself have many trash bags on you that you are keeping your trash in as a, as a Yeah, like if you have a dog, you day. keep a
0: dog poop bag. You need to keep, keep a human You can Detroit-us. double, triple
2: your dog poop. I mean, things like that, obviously. Yeah. You don't want to be carrying untriple bagged dog refuse. Uh, you know, yeah. there are limits to what people want to carry around for <laughs> an entire night. Yeah. But I'm not talking about poop necessarily bring
0: a bag give a bag
2: bring bring and give and hopefully you won't provoke someone by doing so you know I mean, people get defensive about these things but the thing is is if you if each of us takes a part it can make some bit of a difference it is past the point of no return yeah but there is no point in not trying to do your part collective
0: action collective action and um, support the union
2: and and yes, I I collective bargaining. It's important. Unions are important. Sanitation engineers, as they're called in the states, now in well, it's the, an essential worker. In I the would 70s say yes, essential job. The garbage strikes in New York City and all that stuff was like the Thatchery, you know, yeah, garbage pilot. That, that has happened, and now they are their union protects them very well, and they are very well compensated. For a very difficult job. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, this is it's worth pointing out, this is a job that not a lot of people want to do.
2: Right, and so you need a powerful union, and you need incentive to have not only people doing it, but people doing it with some concern for doing it. Now, there's always going to be garbage personnel that are not doing their due diligence. I've seen that in New York all the time. They, just, they don't care at all if stuff is falling off the truck or out of the thing. And then there's some that are quite committed yes. to doing the best they can. And New York went through their strikes so far. You know, now due to, to financial cuts during the pandemic all across the nation, the states, garbage does not get collected as much as it used to. Right. It's not basically every day in New York. It's now every other day, every two days. But still, garbage is getting collected. At least as far as I know, I have no idea what it's going to be like. When When you
0: get back. Thank you very much. uh, Thank you. I think we applied some topical cream. I think we might have actually done something helpful with that story. So that's good. (laughs) The next section is called unpopular opinion. A thing that everyone hates that you love or vice versa. Twiglets,
2: which I can't (laughs) find. I don't know if that's a manifestation of Brexit. (laughs) Now, every time I travel abroad, I cannot wait to have twiglets. I can't tell you how difficult it's been to find Twiglets and I've been mocked for looking for <laughs> Twiglets. There's a guy at the Cowgate convenience store said, "What do you want those? For? Nobody gets those." Nobody. I love Twiglets and anytime I ask for Twiglets in the deli, the response I get from the the convenience or whatever, they're like, "No." No. Or why?
0: I don't understand what's happening. I've always been a big fan of Twiglets. They have sort of fallen out of the, I guess they've fallen out of favor in because there's now fancy snacks. So you get like kettle chips and stuff like this. But But, but Twiglets, they're not mutually exclusive. No, exactly. And Twiglets, I think maybe people love or hate Twiglets because
2: they have Marmite
0: on them, don't they? And they're they?
2: delicious. I don't yeah. love Marmite. I do love it on Twiglets. And I, you cannot get Twiglets except for a couple of places in New York that are purveyors of British goods and they (laughs) uh frequently can't get twiglets uh all the time they run out because people like like them and i love them i was thinking just like every time i come here or go to england or Ireland or whatever i'm gonna stock up on twiglets that has not been the case now some very kind audience goers have dropped twiglets off (laughs) at the venue how they've found them i don't know Um, They must be going outside of the convenience store. Edinburgh has no bin collectors
0: and a twiglet shortage. And I feel this should be... Bigger news.
2: I feel like the Twiglet shortage should take a back seat, clearly. You know, it's important to me, but I understand why others wouldn't put it on a par with the garbage (laughs) strike. No, but
0: I, do you know what? I might send you in some from Glasgow because I feel like there'll be some Twiglets in Glasgow. Well, I can actually just get them in New York. For that matter, you know,
2: once I go back. Do you not want to fill up a suitcase full of Twiglets? No, no, now that I know that they're so hard to get, I can actually get them on Bleecker Street, which is like two seconds from my apartment at Tea and Sympathy. Right, which is <laughs> has twiglets.
0: Right, so twiglets. So that's unexpected, and I really like that. I love that you love a twiglet. Uh, conversely, I love a thing that when I tell Americans an American snack, that lots of Americans are like, "Really?" And I'm like, I'm obsessed with those cheese and peanut butter crackers. Oh, they're delicious,
2: right? That uh, you have. So you used to have
0: them in their lunchbox. But uh,
2: you know why they're so ubiquitous? Because people love them. So I don't know if you. If, if the people have been saying really, are putting on airs. Right. But that is a classic combination. The cracker, it's like a cheddar cracker. cheddar cracker. With the peanut butter Yeah, in the packet. Fantastic. Keebler? Delicious. Are they called Keebler's There's, or something? Well, Keebler's just one of many. I was going to say Keebler, but that's the stages Keebler, of grief. The Keebler elves make them. <laughs> Nabisco makes them. Off-brand generic. There's off-brand generic kind that you can get. They're in vending machines.
0: They're you can't get them here in delicious. the UK. So I, my friend comes over from New York and he always brings
2: me like three or four multi-pack right. boxes of them. And you can make them with Cheez-Its. They now have large Cheez-Its, uh, which are, cheez are traditionally about the size of a postage stamp, but now they're diversified and they have large Cheez-Its, which are about the size of, of those type of crackers. You can make your own with a cheez cracker and peanut butter. You can even make bespoke... Small batch artisanal, locally sourced, farm to table, oh, ethically what? butchered, best practices. <laughs> uh, cheese and peanut butter. I don't
0: know that you could do that with Twiglets. Uh,
2: no, be like... it'd be hard. It would be hard. It would inqu- require baking and the ratios of, of Marmite and you'd of have Mar- to water
0: the Marmite Yeah, down Yeah, yeah. It, that I wouldn't even get, get involved right. in. Thank you for bringing your um, unpopular opinion or your thing that you love that other people
2: hate or I have no idea you know obviously people love twig you know they, they were huge what I have encountered just recently and I don't like sweeping generalizations I'm just saying <laughs> the people I have encountered this trip yeah have acted like that is a unusual and unpopular request
0: I think that you love or hate it's like Marmite they, they had a campaign here for Marmite it was like you either love it or you hate it right. so people feel quite strongly about twiglets pepper army is another one um, which is like a. Yeah, it's like pepperoni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or so, a Slim Jim. Yeah. And they used to have an advert where the sausage would, like, you know, talk and stuff. So people, people felt away. Mm, yeah. <laughs> One way or the other. There's no in between on Twiglets, I think. I'm with you. I love them. Uh, thank you for sharing your
2: unpopular opinion. Oh, no, my pleasure.
0: This is the section of the show. We call this Orox because it's um, historical beef. Which aurochs is an old cattle that died out like centuries ago. It was an ah. old cow. So we were like, kind of like, if we wanted to talk about arguments between historical figures, how would mm-hmm. we frame this? And so that's why we came up with Orox for his beef. Interesting. I just learned another thing. (laughs) And so for this episode, I thought it might be fun to talk about the beef between Anne Boleyn and Henry VIII. (laughs) Oh, how interesting. I brought
2: up Anne Boleyn before. It's as if I knew you were going to say that. (laughs)
0: Um, I just mentioned at the top of the show, we might be talking about Anne Boleyn. Mm -hmm. And you were like, what does that mean? What did she do now? I actually. Bitch, I I I did not say say that. I did not. As you know, I'm not comfortable with that kind of talk. I think actually, actually, I've, I would say, and I know you were, saying you were it about joking. my about myself, I would call myself a bitch, but I am uncomfortable with calling anyone, uh, especially a, a dead wife of Henry VIII. <laughs> um, and who also
2: we don't understand properly what happened. It is just the popular thing to paint her as a completely horrible person, and that may or may not be the case. We no, have no, I think
0: idea. I think now we pro- probably would look back and and kind of think that maybe. You know,
2: Henry she never the- stood a chance. Her parents were horrible. Uh, if, you know, We get a lot of our history from myth and Shakespeare or what have you. But if you do your due diligence and try and learn from people like Mary Beard yes. or PBS or books about the way the Boleyn girls were raised, what their function was, they never stood a chance. You no. know what I mean? Of equity. She of was fairness. brought in as a maid, wasn't she? Is it Catherine of? Uh... Well, she uh, was sent away for a while, but her sister was unfortunately basically given to Henry VIII. Or yes, one of her sisters. In that way that they used to do with women, where you
0: go like, "Do you want this lamp?" And also, my daughter. Yes.
2: So her her parents are a great and uncles are a great deal to blame, right? For every bad thing that happened to their own children, they should have been protecting, and. So, anyway, the one sister was basically given to Henry VIII. Then the other one, it is said, or we've been told, in a calculating way, tried to get his eye. We have no idea what the real story is of that. And if anyone is to blame in any of this history of Henry VIII, it is Henry VIII, Henry VIII. himself and Wolsey and Cromwell and the Boleyn men in the family and the adults who should be protecting these people. That's the only people yes. we should have issue with. And not Anne Boleyn, not any of the wives, not Catherine of not the... Ch- no Catherine one. Parr. Catherine yes. Parr. He's the one Jane who's married Seymour. eight times, so he's the
0: one who's got the issues. And
2: he's the one who may also, by all accounts, after he had that massive head injury, became more unreasonable, more volatile. He may very well have sustained... Very serious neurological damage. People
0: can have personality
2: changes after they have
0: a stroke and stuff like that.
2: And he was unconscious for hours. He sustained a massive head injury that back in those days wouldn't have been addressed. And then his personality was different from that moment forth. Also, in the time that they lived it, it was vital, according to their beliefs, to have an heir. To secure the throne. That's like the most important thing in the world. And then it becomes an obsession. Like for many people in modern day times, if they find out they can't have children, they become obsessed with IVF, going into debt destroying marriages, all kinds of stuff. They yes. become obsessed with having a child. And and in that sense, I always feel like you could adopt, you could foster. There are so many children that need you, but the obsession runs to, no, it has to be made of us. It has to be our bloodline. Yes. In the same way that Henry VIII it has to be a boy. Uh, from Now, as it turns out, it didn't have to be a boy at all. He already had the uh, a very, very... Worthy heir, who went on to leave Elizabeth the country. Elizabeth I. Elizabeth I for yeah. great many years. And or Kate Blanchett, as she's
1: better known. Or Kate well. Blanchett. And look how great she
2: did in both volumes of that but, film. Yes. Phenomenal. Fantastic. Hair looked
1: beautiful.
0: I mean, it's quite terrifying to sort of think that you could be... I wonder if these women had any idea back then that when they were being feted by these incredibly powerful men that what would come with that because the idea i guess would probably be enchanting at the time a powerful man likes me but literally then no, I don't know. sacrificing I don't know. your head like
2: maybe i don't think uh, i don't think anyone was under any illusion that right. things were going to be easy with henry right. viii after especially after the head injury right but after anything they would see or any involvement with Cromwell or Woolsey or any of the other powers that be, the groom of the stool, what have you. Any of the people at court. Life is not easy, no matter what. And if you are female, forget it. Forget it. And yes. I'm sure that all of them were aware of the politics, the ramifications. They had no choice. There's, what, what, what else would they well, do? Well, if he
0: takes a shine to you, you can't say no. What,
2: what, you will lose either way. Yes, now one of the wives, Reject a
0: man once holds a grudge forever. <laughs> now Anne Boleyn, as it
2: happened, uh is is uh accused of being uh playing hard to get for a reason. She may very well have wanted to stave off the inevitable for many reasons. Uh yes. you know what I mean? And then she didn't produce a son. Now also if she was mean or if she was whatever the things We've, she was we've accused seen, of cheating was she accused right, of all of those were treason, trumped up charges treason. all of that that was just a way to get rid of yes get rid of her um anyone who you know it happens to this day. stepped out you line. just accuse somebody of something and that's it you don't really need to have evidence yeah. and once it was decided that you should be gone you're gone and then also quite telling that if it is the case that all of them Praised him before their head was cut off. That's the kind of Stockholm syndrome you're living with. Yes. That's the kind of, in in hopes that you'll be remembered well or pardoned. You know what I mean? Yes. You have no life now. There was some that got accidentally lucky in that there was a couple of one of the women who went in to be called his sister. Like, he didn't want to sleep with her anyway. She didn't want to sleep with him, and it was fine. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and She lived was that in the big house. The one house. they sent the painting of. The painting of. Yes. 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 She wound up uh, just. Saying no thanks, and luckily he said no thanks mutually. And then he was like, okay, though, she can go live here. Yes. And I'll keep pursuing other women. So she got accidentally very lucky after being besmirched and accused of all the physical repugnant things that he suffered from. That he smelled and he was ugly and all these things. He accused her of all those things. Gout. He was gouty. Gap among to. other things. He was very... He was g- probably very gassy. He should,
0: have, he should have got a copper bracelet. That would have helped that out. I know. <laughs> if
2: there, there were so many things that probably should have happened with that wound. But also, like I said, that wound was never properly addressed because of the times and his head wound was never right. addressed. So he was in terrible pain and had neurological damage.
0: And then went, well, I've got to lop her head off. because." Well, and also,
2: what's to stop him? What's yes. to stop him? Nobody's going to stop him. But the women are blameless. Maybe he said... <laughs> come in and give me your thoughts. <laughs> they said, stop by the writer's room. You're welcome. And that's just the mistake those women made. Now, these Poor days, wives. they don't take your head off. They just make sure that everyone thinks you're an asshole.
0: Right. Yeah. None of the women were to blame in the, I think it was died, was it divorce, beheaded, died, divorce, beheaded, alive. I think and that's Captain how Veragon you remember. Still
2: kept begging to stay with, you know what I mean? Yeah. She just would do anything to to stay hanging on to a toxic man, Catherine. Well, they—if you were around now, you you need some good girlfriends. If it's true that in the beginning they were in love, yes, which allegedly they were monogamous and in love originally after. The brother died, and he married her. That was a genuine love match, if that's true.
0: Well, often it's hi- history is told, as they say, regularly through the eyes of the victors, and he would have been seen as the victor, so we wouldn't have heard these women's voices. Which, right, it's great. There's a there's the musical Six, right, you know, right. with yes. all of the white to try and get a sense of their perspective and sort of stuff in this. And I guess, in a way. A small piece of catharsis out of what happened between Anne Boleyn and, and Henry VIII is that when Elizabeth came into power, she had her exonerated, I think, possibly martyred. She
2: uh, actually got, I think there there was uh, a movement, and there has been a more recent movement, to unsully the names of any of the ones that have been sullied. And to, because uh, they uh, evidence of them was removed from Hampton, you know, for the most part. Yes. And I think that there is uh, some that feel some evidence of their existence should be put back into Hampton court. And that history should be told in a much more open-minded way about the roles they played, what their life was like, and that stop uh, painting them, uh, tar and Feathering and Boleyn most especially. But it's one of those things that... Is a popular thing to do, even in more enlightened productions, like like things that star Claire Foy, yes. who is one of my favorite actors. Yes. Even she, Uh And and she did a beautifully played Anne Boleyn in, in um, Wolf Hall. Yes. Which is absolutely wonderful. But it is a one note in a certain way version of Anne Boleyn being like a viper. Yeah. You know, they do suggest that she her parents did not take good care of her, and she was... Never stood a chance in, in Wolf Hall. I guess what what it's saying is what what else could she do? Yes. But, but play out this full destiny. This, especially as she knew the end was coming, she became more desperate and then the injustice of the accusations of treason and incest and all that kind of stuff, which is never proven. But that's what people are fine to repeat. Even people that should know better. Right. I'm not accusing Claire Foy of that. Uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. People that should know better. So we're just here to say we're here for Anne Boleyn. We're here for all of. uh, Anybody who's
2: there has been a miscarriage of justice. Julius Caesar, who I believe it was treason, not tyrannicide. I really do. I think he was a reformer, (laughs) not a dictator. I've thought that for years.
0: Thank you so much. Hopefully, we've provided a bit of catharsis on that situation. Go and look at Anne Boleyn in a renewed light. Do your research. Find out about her. This section of the show, I call Angry Aunt. This is where our listeners send in a problem. Um, so, you know, ever had an argument, felt like it wasn't your fault, would you like someone to get angry on your behalf? <laughs> which is which is me. Um, and this one we've had sent in from Dave Luca saying, I tried to bury the hatchet with a particularly awful boss one Christmas. I offered to buy him a drink. He said, yes, please, a bottle of wine. I still fume about it to this day. What should I have done? Well, so you should
2: A, if you... Are you fuming because it wasn't a drink, it was, it was a, bottle. a bottle of wine? Yeah, bottle is in capital letters. Well, you didn't have to do that. You said, I offered to buy you a drink. Yeah. I'm happy to buy you. <laughs> so that's, a, again, a poor character uh, that, that speaks to uh, a not very nice person who who says, yes, a bottle of wine. If if you offer to buy somebody a drink, yeah. then they should say, I'll have uh, a glass. Okay, okay, I'll have a, you know whatever yes. you've offered, or, or no thank you, whatever you want to say. You don't, unless you're joking, you don't say, I'll have a Chateau Neuf de Pau, whatever the hardest <laughs> bottle. I don't know anything about wine. But then the the person, if they were feeling, that's not nice... Don't buy, don't buy the bottle of wine. And, uh, you know, you don't have to say, I, I don't feel that's appropriate. But, you, but I understand why somebody would do it. They've offered a drink and then you kind of, you just do it and you buy the wine and then you look back on it and you're like, God damn it. In the moment. In the moment. So I've, I'm empathizing with you. But I feel like going forward, if somebody <laughs> offers to buy somebody a drink, then that person should be polite enough to either say no thank you or yes and order a drink. Yes, and not the most expensive drink on the menu, because that person is not showing themselves to be a, a uh, an honest broker. Well, that's as not they say. accepting
0: the apology, is it?
2: That's kind of right. Uh, and maybe you should say, uh, uh, "Can I buy you a drink as way of apology?" But also, if you if you don't feel you should be the one apologizing, you probably shouldn't do it because it'll eat away at you. Yeah. Now, everybody wants to resolve conflicts. I understand that impulse, but if you feel, wait, this person is. Uh, doesn't deserve this apology. I mean, if yeah. you feel it's warranted, yeah. you should say it. If you sort of don't, it'll sit with you. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's going to eat you up. And that's going to be, what do they say? Like favors like wine or bread or some kind of thing. Like from the perspective of the person who's done the favor, it's like wine. So it gets better over time. But from the mm-hmm. person who's received the favor, it's like bread. It's stale. And you just sort of forget quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So I right. think in this situation, it, in the spirit of angry aunt, Dave, Fuck your old boss. He sounds like a piece of shit. Um, that's and again, weird. we're only getting one side of this. I have no idea what, what the dynamic was <laughs> we, we don't between know these two. Burying the hatchet with one particularly awful boss one Christmas. So I'm presuming he doesn't work with him anymore. So and I'm, was it
2: at Christmas party where you're kind of buzzed and you're like, come on, let's bury the hatchet. But it, it might not have been clear that hatchet burying was on the agenda. If yes. it was a Christmas soiree, yeah. can I buy you a drink? could come from anyone. I do understand that it seems friendly. Yes. Right?
0: I think you could send a Christmas card to the office every year with, uh, hope you enjoyed the bottle of wine and put bottle in capital letters. Like, But that's just or, continuing or the beef.
2: I just feel like, next, just now you know going forward. Yeah. If you don't really want to bury the hatchet or that person doesn't deserve a hatchet burying, don't
0: do it. <laughs> don't, do it. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't extend the olive branch.
2: Unless it is warranted.
0: Yeah, unless you want olives. In which case, get an olive branch. Right. Eat and then the keep olives. it, just
2: eat the olives. You know? <laughs> yeah, just eat just the give olives. The branch.
0: Thank you for joining us on Catharsis. I hope in some way we've helped. And even just, just being able to have a little bit of a rant is nice, isn't it?
2: Right, but I, I'm reticent to say the word rant. Yeah. Because I, I feel like when people are just talking, it yes. undervalues. I think it's interpreted as somebody's sort of unjustified raving or right. off the road. Yes. And I feel like sometimes if anger is mentioned too much or the word rant is mentioned, it's kind of undervalues if you're just trying to have a catharsis.
0: We've pulled some stuff apart. We've chewed the fat. That's what we've also done. Also, a sketch show I love with Karen yes. Dunbar from yes. Edinburgh. Yes. Chewing the fat. I really enjoyed it. Chewed the fat, and hopefully, you've enjoyed listening to the show. Thank you so much.
1: You can listen to other
0: programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions, and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials?